Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
Now, he has completely transformed that narrative over the last few seasons. He's been unreal for the Cronulla Sharks, and it's probably gone better than what I ever could have expected it to, to be honest with you. I think he has matured so much, and I think it was highlighted a couple of weeks ago when the NRL went into lockdown. Uh, They had to move to Queensland, and fucking Fox League shoved a microphone in Sean Johnson's face after the game and said, hey, your life's about to get turned upside down. What do you think? And he just dealt with it so perfectly. So, SJ, I really like this signing. He's a real leader now. I said a long time ago when he left the Warriors that this was perfect. It was time for the Warriors to let SJ go because they weren't they weren't going to move forward with him. He needed a change. It was a perfect little divorce. Yeah, not all divorces are bad, as we always say. This was a good one, and it allowed the Warriors to say, "Roger, your team. This is your team. Guide us." And you know, Roger's done really well. Won a Dalian medal. Was sensational. He's now left. SJ returns. But it's not the same Sean Johnson. They're getting a new guy back, which I really, really like this signing. I'm excited for the Warriors next year. I think that this young squad with the experience of Matty Lodge, Sean Johnson, these sort of fellas, I think it's starting to come together. And they, they've got a couple of outside backs, young guys, who I think are going to be absolute superstars in the future. We've got guys like Rocco Berry, Reese Walsh. Uh, there's a heap of them. There's, a, there's a, cu- a couple more guys in that squad that are coming through that I think are going to be really, really talented. You've obviously got the emergence uh, of the back row that I've fallen in love with, Josh Curran, and Unreal real footballer and he's going to have a big future ahead of him along with Adam Fanua Blake who's been great as well they'll get Leeson Armour back next year so a lot of upside in this Warriors side. They also get Penne from uh, from the Melbourne Storm, and I really like this signing. I think he's a really underrated player in this Melbourne system, and I think if it wasn't for some of the other guys that they have got there at the moment, I think this guy would have played a lot more first grade, and he would have really impressed people. So I think he'll be a great addition as well, a really underrated one there. As far as the losses goes, uh, Chad Townsend will leave. Hasn't realistically had that much impact for them this year. I said that he would. I said he'd be unreal. I think I'm, I'm happy to cop that one on the chin that I was wrong. Sean O'Sullivan, uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, these guys have been playing the hard, have been doing a really good job. Roger Tuovasa-Shek, they've obviously already lost him, but he's on the sheet as going. That will be a loss, but Sean Johnson walks in. The other one is Peter Hicku, who... He's been injured for the vast majority of this season, but he's an experienced head, and he's a guy that this squad obviously looks up to. I mean, he walked back into the team last week out of, after being out in, for three months or four months or whatever it was, and they gave him the C straight away and made him the 5'8". So an experienced Kiwi as well, which I think matters as far as the Warriors goes. It's sad to see Peter Hicku leave. He's heading up to the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, but we do wish him all the very best, and I think he will be a loss for the Warriors. But I think that they are in for a good season next year in New Zealand. They just need to keep all these guys on the park. Uh, I'd like to see them potentially sign a hooker. If they do keep Cody Nikarima, he's the other one that there's a question mark around whether he will stay or not. I think he's going to be crucial. I would love to see them keep him because I, th- I think Nikarima's been playing the best footy of his career over the last few years. But I definitely think I'd be buying the stocks of the New Zealand Warriors. They are heading in the right direction. Hopefully next year, they get to play some games of footy in New Zealand. And I think that losing that home ground advantage has been massive. You've seen how it's affected some of the other teams now that they're playing up there in Queensland on fast tracks. Uh, for New Zealand to lose that home ground advantage. Yes, it saves them travel and stuff, but there's also half the season where other teams have to get on a plane, go through time zones, go, you know, a whole lot of shit to come and play the Warriors. It is an advantage that they have lost. So, uh, and it's also an advantage that they've lost because they're paying guys extra to move to New Zealand. All of a sudden, they're on the Central Coast. They're on these inflated contracts. You know, not, not hugely inflated, but they are slightly inflated. There's no doubt that the Warriors have to pay a little bit extra to get some guys to move to New Zealand. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting next year, but I'm definitely buying the stocks of the New Zealand Warriors heading into season 2022. The next side is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, some of their losses, Cam McInnes, who they didn't have all season anyway, but he is still going to be leaving the club. Paul Vaughan, they've lost already. Matt Dufty's leaving. Corey Norman, 
also leaving. So a couple of guys that have, outside of McInnes, obviously Vaughan, Dufty, Norman, uh, have been heavily criticised over their time at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But I think on their day, all are sensational. I think Matt Dufty is probably going to be the biggest loss there. As much as people are really negative on Dufty, myself included, I'm not the biggest fan of him. But good God, it's hard to argue with the performances that he puts out for the Dragons. And for me, whenever the Dragons are winning, it's when Matt Dufty is a top three player on the field. So without him moving forward, it's going to be very interesting for St. George. And the guys they have signed, obviously Moses and Bai, I dropped a podcast on this one yesterday. I've got to tell you, I'm not overly convinced on this signing. I don't really understand it. Uh, but he is an experienced head that can play a vast array of positions. You're obviously not going to play him at halfback with Benny Hunt. You've got a couple of young guns in Amoni and Tyrell Sloan to jump in at fullback, so, at fullback and 5'8". So one of them probably misses out for him, Bai, I guess. Yeah, I'm just not sure where he plays. Uh, but, I mean, no team is worse for having him buy in their system, but you need to settle on a position that he's going to play or if he's going to be the 14. Even if he's playing 14, I don't know if you need to give those young guys a spell. I'd be playing Andrew McCulloch for the full 80. I don't think Mbai's best position is hooker. So it just becomes difficult trying to fit him in. I've always said Moses Mbai is one of the unluckiest footballers I've ever seen. And I'm not bagging him because he can play. He can play football. But he's literally too good at so many positions. Oh, he's he's decent at so many positions and gr- absolutely great at none of them that it becomes really hard to find a spot for him and buy. And, you know, he's a natural footballer. He can play. Uh, it probably sounds like I'm being negative on him, but I'm trying not to be. It's just he is in a tough position. He's in a tough situation. George Burgess, they've signed him from England. Uh, if they can get the best out of George Burgess, that would be so impressive. Obviously, his twin, Tom, I think he's played his best football over the last two years at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They obviously have always had a lot of handling errors, which has been a nightmare, but Tom has improved out of sight. He's one of the best front rowers in our game right now, so... Dragons can get that same result out of George. I think this is a fantastic get for them. They are lacking some real oomph in the middle. It means that, you know, you can sort of play Jack DeBellin as more of that ball-playing role, bringing in a guy like George Burgess as well. So if they can get the best out of him, good signing. Francis Molo, another guy that's arriving there. I've always liked Molo. I don't think he's ever really hit his uh, hit his peak, though, realistically. I think he has got a lot to offer, and I'm interested to see him in a new system. I don't think he's been utilized properly up there at the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, as it always is with the Cowboys, it's really hard to get a grasp on anything up there. They're very inconsistent. They're up and down. You don't get many media reports out there. You don't see much on social media. Uh, The Cowboys are a hard team to get a read on, as are their players. But I like this punt on Francis Molo. Obviously, he was picked for Origin. Was that last year or this year? I think it was this year. Um, So, yeah, I like Molo. I think he has got potential. I think he'll be a good role player in this Dragons team. Jaden Sewer is the other one. Now, Jaden Sewer... The the one thing I worry about, Sura, is how quickly Wayne Bennett has changed his opinion on him. I mean, I remember listening to Wayne Bennett only a few months ago, or the end of last year, whenever it was, saying that Jaden Sua, he's like Tony Carroll. Now, Tunza was one of Wayne Bennett's favorite players of all time, and I've obviously reported on here a few times that I'm aware that there was a couple of reports in the South Sydney training camp uh, during the se- during preseason that a lot of guys weren't happy with Jaden Sewer. He went a little bit too hard, a little bit too serious in the preseason, put a couple of guys off, almost injured a couple of players. And I think since then, it's been pretty evident that Wayne Bennett has sort of fallen off this guy a little bit. And I mean, he's an explosive back rower with an offload. He's a good defender. He's a tough defender. He's really suited to the modern game and Wayne isn't using him. So I wonder if there is an attitude or a personality clash or something going on there. That's the only thing I worry about with him going to the Dragons, that a guy like Wayne Bennett talked about him so highly 
and then all of a sudden just didn't want to pick him in first grade, let alone want to keep him at the club. So an interesting one to watch there with Jaden Sewer, but I think you could get much worse players than him without a doubt. Let's move to the Cronulla Sharks, and I won't go too heavily here. I've spoken a lot about the Sharkies. I think their three signings are unreal. Nico Hines, Cam McInnes, Dalfinia Kane. I think as far as experience goes and everything, this is unreal. This this really makes them a solid football side. This There, there will be no excuses. There will be no corner cutting. It will be a completely different footy side next year. My only worry is that they do lack a halfback. You've got Nico Hines, who lost is a star. He's an absolute freak. I mean, you've only seen him play one really good year in the best system. Yeah, so it's really hard to get a gauge on what he's going to be like in a system without a halfback, without an extra sort of halfback playing the ball, playing lock roll. I think it's going to be difficult. Same as I've always also spoken about uh, Craig Fitzgibbon coming from the perfect, well, one of the perfect systems, one of the best systems for the last, what, 20 years of his life, uh, walking into a system that's had a lot of change, there's a lot more dysfunction, they got a lot less money, a lot less facilities. It's a big downgrade from the Sydney Roosters, respectfully, to the Cronulla Sharks. But it is going to be interesting to see how Fitzy handles that, especially after, you know, that they sacked a coach last year that went to two final series in a row. So, And Josh Hannay really hasn't got all that much better as the season's gone on. A lot of key guys have left. A lot of disgruntled guys. We're hearing a lot of rumors out of there with Will Chambers and the other players being pissed off and all these sorts of things. I think they need to probably go out and sign a seven in the offseason. This is a team that I think should also be looking at a Luke Brooks. I think they could do much worse than to grab Brooksy. As far as the guys they've lost, obviously Chad Townsend, he left during the year. Sean Johnson, uh, that's a big loss. Obviously, I've said a few times they do need a seven. Wade Graham the other interesting one, whether he is going to return or not. Uh, we wish Wade Graham all the very best, and we do hope that we see him again. Uh, but it is a little bit of a worry, the situation that he's in at the moment. He's had a lot of concussions recently, and I guess if this would have happened three years ago, I'm probably just waiting for Wade to come back next season. But just after what's happened this year with guys like Boyd Cordner, with guys like Jake Friend, it's a bit of a scary situation that's going on here. And Wade, he is older, has got a young family, he's played... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot of football, and he's been concussed in a lot of football as well, which, um, you know, in a bit of a strange way is a compliment to him because it's just how hard he plays our game. But it is a scary time. Hopefully we do see Wade return, but it is something I'm a little bit nervous about. Of course, on top of that as well now, Andrew Fafita, who is still in, a, in an induced coma when I'm recording this. Um, so it's interesting to see where his career will be. And of course, when you look at this team, um, Chad's gone. Wade Graham could be gone. Potentially, Fafita could be gone as well. I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, off the dome, that's the last three guys that won a premiership in 2016. So a real turnover of that squad, a complete change there. Um, yeah, really interesting times for the Sharks. I think they'll have great leadership. I'm just not sure if positionally wise they're going to have what it takes to play finals footy next year. Let's have a look at the Canberra Raiders. And uh, the Raiders have actually, they've signed no one heading into next year. So not a heap of change here. And the guys they've lost, uh, obviously George Williams has left. That's been a big loss. Um, 
So you've had they're, they're going to be in the market for a halfback. They're another team I think should be looking at Luke Brooks, a couple of sevens that are around the place. Uh, Mitch Pierce could be another guy that could be moving potentially. Makes me wonder if Connor Watson leaving, you know, could start a bit of an exodus up there at Newcastle. Uh, so Mitchell Pierce is another guy that I think the Sharks and the Raiders should be looking at along with Brooksy. Now, the other guys I've lost, obviously, Kai O'Donnell, young bloke there. I really do like him, to be honest with you. He's joined the Sharks. Uh, I mean, they won't really miss him. They've got so much depth in the back row, realistically. He'll probably go and look somewhere else for a better opportunity. Uh, the other one is Adam Cook. They've let go of, too. I'm not sure if he's re-signed somewhere, but, I mean, you've still got Caleb Akins. You've got Chance Nicole Clockstead. Jordan Rapana's jumped in at fullback as well. So, Adam Cook only played a handful of games this year a lot. I think it was during this year. Um, but a, a kid that was solid, uh, but I don't think they will miss him too much realistically. So interesting to see this Canberra Raiders side. They're going to head in with essentially the same sort of squad next year unless they make some off-season signings or in the next few weeks. Uh, obviously haven't gone too crash hot this year. I mean, they've underachieved unbelievably this year and they're sitting in ninth place. Uh, so really interesting if they were to just get back on track next year and show us what they were able to do the last two years. It could be anything for the Canberraers with this current squad. I don't hate that they haven't pulled this squad apart and hit the fucking panic button as soon as they've had one poor season, to be honest with you. I think they've got the nucleus of a really good side, and I think they can be improvers next year. Big test for Ricky Stewart, though. Probably one of the biggest of his career so far. He's probably is fighting for uh, the coaching spot at the Canberra Raiders, which is crazy to think. Only two years ago, uh, they were in a grand final. So, interesting times down there at the Canberra. There's obviously been a lot of stuff off-field as well that needs to be sorted out. Wives on Instagram and all this sort of stuff. So, a lot of moving pieces at the Canberra that needs to be taken care of. Uh, but, interesting to see how Ricky Stewart handles it with no real new troops coming in here this season. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that is the top four teams of the bottom eight. Stay tuned over the next 24 hours. We're going to be going through the Gold Coast Titans, the Newcastle Knights, the Parramatta Eels, and of course the Manly Seagulls who are sitting in fifth place at the moment. And then we will dive into the top four teams currently right now uh, over the next 24 hours, having a look at teams heading into season 2022 based on the squad changes that they have. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skide af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakker.